What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongol Show, sponsored by Roughnecks Cars. I'm Mike. With me is Josh and Jordan Dover. Jordan, thanks for joining us in the live audience, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. As a reminder, we've got lots of questions for Jordan, but as, as a reminder for everyone watching the feed live, feel free to submit questions to Jordan using the comment section on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and we will pick the best ones and ask him later in the show. So I guess without further ado, let's, let's mm. get into this. Josh, kick us off here, man. Yeah, so you know, Europe's in the the European leagues and all that kind of stuff is in the news right now. Uh, do you have a Europe, uh, European team that you follow? Unfortunately, um, I am an Arsenal supporter. Um, <laughs> it used to be a lot of fun, um, but <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of glory days recently. So, what are your thoughts on the whole Super League uh, situation that's going on right now? I mean, it kind of takes away from the integrity of the game, doesn't it? Um, I mean, soccer in Europe is different from it than it is over here. You have promotion, you have relegation, you have a certain place in the league that you're trying to finish in in order to qualify for a European competition, right? Um, so to kind of bypass that step and to try and get rid of the little guys, I think is kind of a disservice to the sport as a whole. Um, that being said, I am an Arsenal fan. We're doing awful this year, and we still got a seat at the table. I don't think that's fair to anyone. Would I watch? Of course I'd still watch. <laughs> that was the <laughs> next question. Because <laughs> it would still be so entertaining, but it is kind of sad to see the role that money has come to play in the sport. So I'm guessing I already know the answer to this question, but if you could play for any team, in Europe, obviously, the Hounds would be your first choice, of course. But if, <laughs> if you had to leave the Hounds and go to Europe, uh, who would you uh, want to try to play for? Would it be Arsenal? I think I think it will have to be. I think I have to stay loyal to Arsenal. Um, but Barcelona is another big club that I just think would be so fun to play with. I mean, just the way they play football, um, the fans, everything, the culture of the team. I think that would be a lot of fun, too. Cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So, you know, talking a little bit more about, you know, the international game, two years ago, you got to suit up for your national team, Guyana, against the USA. What was that experience like? Um, I don't want to sound ungrateful because that is the honor of a lifetime. It was really um, a great experience for me. It was a big moment for my family as well. The opportunity to represent an entire country um, is something that I will never take for granted. Um, playing in front of all those fans against the U.S. in our opening game, that was a great experience as well, playing against top-class players, players that are playing in the EPL, um, was something that was great. But at the same time, like, I'm competitive, I want to win as well. So losing kind of took away from the excitement of it. Um, but looking back at it now, it was really something that I think I'll be able to share with when I have kids further down the line, it's just something that I'll always cherish. I mean, that's obviously something that Josh and I are never going to experience. So, like, <laughs> what talk talk us through like where were you when you found out you made the team? Like, what was that whole thing like? So, I have been in talks with the federation with Guyana for quite some time now. Um, I've kind of been in their player pool. Um, we've been communicating with each other, and I was following them throughout the qualification process for the Gold Cup. And then when I found out that they had qualified for the Gold Cup, I'm like, okay, like I have to get to this tournament. Like, so now I'm all in talking to them, trying to get into that um, 
that pool for the Gold Cup. Then first they came up with the list of 50 players, the preliminary list. I'm like, okay, I'm on that list, good. And then they came with the second list of the 23 players, and that's when it really hit me. I'm like, wow, like, this is a big moment for me. Like, This is an opportunity that I've been chasing to play on one of the biggest stages at the international level. So that's when it really hit me. And it was such an exciting moment. I told my family, called everyone. Everyone was so excited for me. So that's when it hit me. So out of that whole trip, out of that whole experience, obviously you said you like to win. Yeah. Um, but what what is the most memorable thing? You know, 30 years from now, when you look back and you're like, yeah, I got to play for my national team. What's the one moment that's going to sort of stand out in your mind? That, that home, op that opening game, um, because we're playing in the U.S. and it's against the U.S., so the the crowd was huge. So even going out there, and I don't care what people say, like whether the crowd is cheering for you or against you, just hearing all that noise is just, it's such an exhilarating feeling. Um, so I think that exact moment when we played the U.S., that moment is what will stick with me for the longest time. That's awesome. So mm -hmm. bringing the uh, kind of the conversation back down to the hounds as far as uh, preseason going, you guys just went to Louisville. How was the trip? How was the game? Like, how was we? Not very many people got to see it live. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. How did it feel? Um, well, I think we've been making strides in the right direction. Um, as to the game itself, I like to consider myself a pretty nice guy. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> they're wondering where I'm going with this. I a pretty nice guy. I know a lot of you are probably following and saw that they scored in the first two minutes. If you guys could have seen this goal that they scored. So we had a player that went to clear the ball and their striker came, fouled our player, one of the most blatant fouls that I've ever seen. So all of us kind of stopped as well because even they stopped because we knew a foul was going to get called. The ref said that like the player kicked himself or something like that. Like it was a 50-50, something that was completely unrelated. They went, just squared the ball and kind of had a tap in. So, and that kind of just kills the game. But while I was saying, I think I'm a nice guy. If you could have heard some of the things that I was saying today. <laughs> even, like, even, even I started to feel bad. I'm like, man, I be speaking to people like that. But like in the heat of the moment, like it's just it just changes the game so much. You're only two minutes in and the ref already has a role in the game. Like that's just what you don't like to see. Um so other than that, um <laughs> The game was all right. I think we moved the ball pretty well. Louisville is obviously always going to be a tough place to go and play. Um, but I think I think we're building. I think it's going in the right direction. So the game, I think we had some good moments. Awesome. So, like, kind of sad we're not really going to get to play Louisville in the regular season. Hopefully, mm -hmm. postseason most likely they'll mm -hmm. make it. Um, and hopefully we're there as well. So mm -hmm. we'll probably get to see them again, but their stadium is awesome. They just got that oh, new stadium yes. built. Is there anything in that stadium that you would love to see the Hounds have at Highmark? I would like to see um, They have this crazy light show that they do. Um, they didn't have it because we played during the day um, last weekend. But I remember when we played there in the playoffs, they had this light show and the lights were going, the music was going, the place was rumbling. And even I was there for a moment, I'm like, wow, like, this is really cool. Like, it kind of took me out of the game for a little bit. Um, I remember making eye contact with one of their players, and he was thinking, like, the same thing. <laughs> I'm like, this is your home field. Like, why are you <laughs> You should be used to this. <laughs> no, but that light show was long. It went on for, like, five, 45 seconds. We're like, okay, that's enough. But I think, 
I think that's something that would be cool to have at Highmark as well. More lights. I like it. More lights, yes. <laughs> I want to get back to something you mentioned earlier about uh, mm -hmm. sort of refs and things like that. And uh, it looks like Preston Kilwine was here. We talked to him <laughs> earlier this evening. Yeah, he said, hey, Jordy. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, he gave us some inside baseball type stuff last time we were talking mm -hmm. um, a little bit about the conversations that go on before and after the game. You mentioned stuff with the ref. You know, as a player, uh, there's a lot of times as fans when we're watching the game where we'll be like, you know, ref, that was a terrible call. But in the back of mind, we're thinking like, that was a pretty good call. Like, we should just <laughs> let that go. As a player, how often do you think the ref actually gets it right and you still have to argue it? Or do you feel like you you pretty much call it as you see it? So, like, you argue when you need to argue and otherwise mm -hmm. you let it go. I think, I think it really depends on, like, how the game is going as well. Like if it's going both ways, like if he's making, if it's balanced calls going both ways, I can, I can um, get behind that. But I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what this feeling it is that I have towards revs that like, <laughs> doesn't matter the call, like just a feeling I get it. <laughs> um, so I don't know if there's any game that like both teams will say that the ref, um, ref the perfect game. Um, I think the, the less that the ref is involved in the game is the better that it goes. Um, but yeah, I think, I think mostly it depends on which way those calls are going. Is, oh, sorry. It, go ahead. No, just even in that Louisville game, like he gave us a penalty call that was not a penalty call. And it's just like, okay, like you owed us that one. So, so you don't like to see makeup calls. You don't like to see them have too much of an influence in the game. Um, so just what I was saying before, the less that calls they make, the better. Is there somebody on the team that you know is going to chirp at the ref more than others? Um, this year, I haven't seen it too much. Um, I know Kenny will always get a word into the ref um, <laughs> as the captain. Like, but yeah. Kenny's, not, Kenny's not too much of an angry guy, so it might be more of a conversation that he has um, with the ref, um, depending on the calls. Actually, Russell Cicerone was laying into the ref after they scored that first goal. So I think that that'll be something that we'll be seeing this season as well. So he's one to watch. He's okay. one to watch. He got a yellow card in a preseason game. So <laughs> <laughs> you've uh, you've been with the team for three years now. This is I think this is going to be your fourth. What yeah. uh, what would you say has been the biggest change? from that first year that you were in Pittsburgh to, to now going into year four? Um, you know, coming in, we had we had a really good team right from the start, um, kind of when it was that Rochester-Pittsburgh fusion. Um, we had a lot of quality players um, from Pittsburgh. We had a lot of players coming from Rochester, um, and I think it went pretty well the first year. I think um, the biggest thing that I've seen change was the culture. Um, thing even coming bit in, there wasn't that much of an expectation as our first year. The team didn't do too well the year before that. Um, and I think we finished in maybe third place our first year. But after that, there's just that that standard now. Um, it's not just making the playoffs now. It's having home playoff games. It's um, trying to host the playoffs all the way through. Um, it's just a level of excellence that we're chasing even more so than I think when we first got here. I think the biggest thing that changes is just the bar being much higher than it was before. 
I mean, this being, you know, like we said, your fourth year, you're obviously mm -hmm. one of the veterans in the team. There's mm -hmm. a lot of young guys that are now coming up through. The Hounds just announced the signing of 17-year-old Wyatt from the Academy. Mm -hmm. Are you the type of guy that sort of seeks those guys out and you're like, let me show you the way? Or are you more of the, like, strong and silent type leader and just, like, watch what I'm doing and follow me and you'll be all right? Um, I think it's a little bit of both, um, especially with being with Bob for so long. You guys know how demanding he is. Um, and that's something that I'm just kind of used to at that at this point. Um, so it's kind of a balance of showing what the expectation is day in and day out. And also trying to notice if like Bob gets on a player and you see him get kind of down, just trying to pick him up a little bit, just saying like, hey, stick with it. We've all been through it. Like you just have to fight through it. He just has high standards. Um, so it's just a little bit of both, just trying to find that balance, trying to see what certain players need. So uh, out of the batch of new players, is uh, anyone catching your eye as far as like up and coming, you have high hopes for uh, any one of the players in particular? Not to you know say that other ones are not as good, but uh, mm -hmm. just who's sticking out to you? Um, there's a few, we have one, something that's unique about our team this year. We have a lot of players that are already established in the league. Um, we had some really good signings that we have, um, some attacking options. The one player that I'm really excited about is Louis. Louis um been playing well throughout the season, throughout the preseason, and he's one of those players that just likes to be on the ball. Um, and I think that's something that we need, players that aren't afraid to play. Um, so he's certainly someone that I think we can all look forward to seeing him, looking forward to his growth. Yeah, mentioned a little bit about Bob being uh, a person who is – can't be a little bit grueling as far as like his demands and, and all that kind of stuff. Is there anything in particular in practices that uh, he makes you guys do or you in particular do that you're just like, uh, this is the worst part of practice? <laughs> um, not, I think the biggest thing is um, getting used to um, how closely he pays attention to little things. Um, his attention to detail is like no other that I've seen. So practice might get stopped a little more often than at other places. And I think that's something that a lot of guys have been having a hard time getting used to. Um, so he might stop a session because we didn't do something right. And other places you might do something wrong. You do it wrong again the next time you just keep playing. Bob's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bob is not like that. If you make the same mistake twice in a row, we're bringing it in again. <laughs> we're addressing it again, making sure that we really get it down, down pat. Um, so I think that's, but once you get used to it, it's it's something that you can appreciate because it really does help us get better. Obviously last season was a bit of an anomaly um, without fans in the stadiums and all that. What uh, what are you most looking forward to heading into 2021? Um, just playing in front of people again. I mean, we love, we love soccer, of course. And anytime we're on the field, it's a blessing. But at the same time, like you want to play in front of your home crowd um, you want to feel the energy. Um, you don't want it to feel like every game is a preseason game. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you work hard in preseason in order to get to that point where you can play and represent the city and get results for your fans. Um, so I think that's something that was really missing from, from last year's season. And I think that's just what I'm most excited about. 
we've talked a lot about, you know, sort of the sound of the crowd and things like that. I was going to ask if you can hear Bob, but I know you can hear Bob when you're on the field. Yeah, you can hear Bob. Is, can I hear the fans? That, that was going to be the question. Like, how much of that do you actually hear and how much of that are you able to just sort of tune out and just because I think when I talked to Preston, we talked about this a little bit where mm -hmm. one of, I don't want to say one of the advantages of the past season, but clearly you guys could hear each other on the field yeah. very clearly. Yeah. And did you see any benefit to that without having fans there? Or do you think it all just, it's all just going to come out in the wash once we're done or once um, we, once we get into the season? It, it definitely saves the voice. You don't have to scream as much to try and get a message across to the field. So I think that was, um, really beneficial but at the same time like you don't i don't want to say you don't notice the crowd i think at the beginning of the game you notice the crowd if you take a peek and you see the numbers you can at least like hear the crowd a little bit but once that first whistle blows you kind of get into this mode where it's just like game time you're just focused on the game focus on those players around you um it's not too difficult because i'm typically not trying to scream across the field, like trying to communicate to Danny Rivera. I might talk to a center back beside me or the winger that's playing in front of me. So it's more so like little conversations. Um, so yeah, it's not that I'm tuning out the crowd, but it's just, I'm focused on something else. What is, uh, like just talking about this now, all these questions mm -hmm. are popping in my head. What is what is the funniest thing that has happened to you or happened to somebody you've been playing with in the middle of a game? Funniest thing that has happened in a game. Um, I don't know if I have like a funniest thing, but in college, like there's certain teams and like once you get close and you've been playing with the same group of guys for a long period of time, like, certain things that would like make you mad don't make you so upset anymore like it's like okay like these are my brothers like this is funny i remember we were playing a game in college and one of my teammates he was one of my best friends um he was coming up to the ball and he had like so much time and so much space i'm like time relax and he comes and just toe bombs the ball out of bounds <laughs> <laughs> We both looked at each other in that moment and like instead of getting mad like we just chuckled to each other <laughs> like, so it's just like those little moments that you share with your teammates that like nobody else really sees and nobody else really notices i think that's one of the things that are kind of funny to me looking back on it's the relationships yes 100 <laughs> um if you weren't playing soccer what do you think you'd do if i wasn't playing soccer uh, I was going to say coaching. I'm like, that's the same thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, um, that, works, that works valid, yeah. No, but I, I was coaching in the offseason. I will be honest with you. I don't know if I have a strong desire to end up coaching. Um, but being around sports for so long and being around soccer so much, um, I'm actually pursuing my master's right now in sports psychology. So to be involved in the sport in a different kind of way where it's not so much soccer, 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 but trying to help people like improve their performance in different ways or different aspects of life. I think that's something that I'd be doing in the future if it wasn't just soccer. Okay, awesome. Mm -hmm. One other question here and then we'll, we'll get to the big one. Mm -hmm. um, when these new guys came into town, again, obviously you've been here a few years, um, what was the thing you told them they had to do in Pittsburgh or they had to experience in Pittsburgh that might be unique? You know? You know what? And at the risk of getting slandered by all the Pittsburghers on the call, <laughs> um, 
Because when I first came here, everyone's like, okay, you got to go to Permanti Bros. You got to experience it. This is the spot here. I'm like, okay, let's see what's going on in Pittsburgh. I went to this place and my goodness was I shocked. I said, yo, this, this isn't good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, this, I'm like, this is not good. To be fair, like, the first time I went there, it was my fault. Like I got wings or something, which is gonna be pretty <laughs> so I get so I went there, got wings. I'm like, okay. Uh, next time I go, I'll go get the most like popular thing on the menu. I went in there and that burger with the fries on it or whatever. <laughs> so I had that and still <laughs> <laughs> and still it wasn't great, but like it's just a part of Pittsburgh. So even when I have friends come to visit and stuff. It's like, okay, let's go to Permanente Bros because like it's just a spot. Um, but the trails in the trails in Pittsburgh are beautiful. So I think that's something that I've told the guys to go and check out. Um, beautiful walks. And we live right by um Montour Trail here too. So it's just down the hill and you can hop right onto the trail. So I think that's something that people enjoy in Pittsburgh. That's, that's really awesome. awesome. Yeah, I I've sort of started to gravitate away from telling people to go to Permani Brothers, and I'll tell them to go somewhere like Piper's Pub instead. Which I don't know if you've been to Piper's, but uh, oh, it's a good time down in uh, down on the south side. Especially if you go, I guess as an Arsenal fan, I mm -hmm. think the I think that's where the Arsenal supporters meet. Josh, you're really? nodding. I think so. Yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, most of the uh, EPL guys are there. There's only a couple that splinter off to other sidebars, but yeah, mm -hmm. most of them go there in the morning. You can get, you know, bangers and mash and all the other stuff that they have, like traditional breakfasts there, boxies, mm -hmm. and uh, get a pint and watch a watch soccer with a whole bunch of different uh, supporters of different teams. So it's it's always really fun. Uh, oh, once you know, we can go back in the bars. Yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. All right, so let's let's get into the big question. We uh, we we sort of braced you for this, mm -hmm. um, but uh, so last week. Coach Lilly joined us on the show, and we sort of started this tradition of uh, each week we'll have the the guest ask a question of the of the person coming on next week. So Bob mm -hmm. knew you were coming on this week, and uh, we said, Bob, if there was one question that you could ask Jordan, uh, what would it be? So let's let's take a listen to what Bob had to say. You know, Jordan Jordan likes to see Kenny. Kenny gets. I think the guys think I give Kenny extra preferential treatment. Uh, so Jordan, Jordan has been lobbying for that for, you know, he just is trying to do whatever Kenny does because he wants to get extra special treatment from me. So you can ask him why coach says he, he wants to know why you're, uh, and maybe you'll play this clip so he'll hear the question from me, but I just want to know Jordan, why you're turning more into Kenny every day. All right, so it, it it's less of a question and it's more of a statement. Let's start. Let's start with yeah. this. Do you think Kenny gets preferential treatment? Um, Kenny can get away with murder, and Bob would not say a word. Nice. Yes. Yes. Kenny is Kenny's the gold standard. I've been from since I got to Rochester. I've been telling people. My goal in life is just to get where Kenny is. <laughs> so coach wasn't wrong. Okay. He was not wrong at all. <laughs> it's not it's not a secret. No. Well, hold on. So cause 
we might have we've had Kenny on once before. We're, we mm. might have him on again in a few weeks. What sort of things does Kenny get away with? Um, <laughs> so, for example, like when we're if we have to show up to um, at a certain time before a game, like even coach will be like, okay, like everybody in the locker room at at five fifteen, Kenny in the locker room at five thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's the team time, and then there's Kenny's time. So like, if uh, that doesn't provide a picture, <laughs> King Kenny for, for real, yeah. King Kenny. <laughs> Definitely. So then, yeah, I guess the question is: is why wouldn't you want to be like that's, Kenny? That's, so. what, that's what I'm telling you. It's the standard. It's the goal in life <laughs> to get to oh. that status. Oh, that is too funny. No, um, but seriously, it's been. It's my fifth. It's my fifth year with Bob. Um, I know Bob likes me. Bob will tell people that he likes me. So it's like even a couple years ago, like when we came in for preseason and we had like our um, like our first meeting and stuff. Like he came. He's like, "Okay, Kenny's my my favorite player." Like he said, that's <laughs> <laughs> he said that straight up. And he's like, "He's like Jordan. That's my second favorite player." <laughs> <laughs> So the cat just have to stay in this position right here, <laughs> and then just hopefully last longer than Kenny. Even, even the other day, and he's like, um, "Yeah, um, I don't have anybody special." He's like, "Well, Kenny," I'm like, "What about me?" Like, <laughs> I'm right here, coach. I said, I said, "I said, what about me?" And he he did not reply. So. <laughs> cold shoulder, cold with the bond with the bond. With Bob, but it needs a little bit of Patrick. I might be losing my position. <laughs> I will say, prior to that question, he was speaking very highly of you. Yes. Like we just we edited that 15 minutes out to get down to those 30 <laughs> seconds of the question for up. you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess keeping keeping the uh, tradition going here. Mm -hmm. Next week we have Danny Griffin is mm -hmm. supposed to be joining us on the show. So. Mm -hmm. Is there something that you would like us to ask Danny that maybe you don't want to ask Danny personally, so you want to throw it on us, or something that you think might lead to a funny you conversation? Guys, you or guys something will like be that. the scapegoat. That's right. <laughs> no, um, and you guys will see this next week when you talk to Danny. But he is like just one of the nicest people that you will ever meet. Like, just a kind person. Like, you'll see it. Like talking to him. Like. He's one of those people that just genuinely want the best for everyone. Um, so ask him that. Say, Danny, why are you so nice to everybody? Like, because <laughs> I like I like to consider myself a nice guy. I I told you guys I think I'm a nice guy, but then it's like it's like there's people in the world like Danny. Like, am I that nice? Like, <laughs> I'm nice, but I'm not Danny nice, you know. <laughs> So maybe get some insight for me, and maybe I can make some life adjustments to try and be as, nice, <laughs> as nice as Danny is. You're 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 doing pretty good, Jordan. This was this this was awesome for sure. Um, this was fun. Yeah, man. Listen, we we really appreciate you joining us. This was like I said, this was a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. um, let let everybody know where they can find you on social and all that. You can follow me on Twitter at j underscore Dover, and I think my Instagram is j underscore Dover five or something close to that. I'm not really on Instagram like that, but type in Jordan Dover, see what you can find. Follow me. I'll follow back. Should be a good time. <laughs> 
Awesome, man. Well, thank you again. Best of luck with the rest of the preseason season. Can't wait to get in the stadium and see you in person. Um, I got a feeling it's going to be a great year. So thanks again, man. This was awesome. Thanks for that, guys. This was a lot of fun. Talk to you later, Jordan. Bye. Bye. That was great, man. That was fantastic. That was was so much fun. (laughs) Kevin's going to be so pissed that he missed it. (laughs) Oh, When he said that, you know (laughs) – the thing about Kenny, like everybody show at 515, Kenny 530. Uh, we're going to have to save uh, that clip and play that for Kenny later, too. Yeah. That's great. Kenny time. Kenny time. Kenny, Kenny time. <laughs> I'm That's on Kenny right. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, again, thank you to Jordan for joining us. Uh, hopefully you guys all enjoyed that as much as we did. Uh, let him know on Twitter. Go out. Give him a shout out for sure. Um, Josh, one other bit of news, obviously. I think we could we could do an entire episode on the whole European super league that Jordan touched on at the beginning. Um, we'll save that. We'll talk about that later. I think there's a lot of stuff that needs to shake out. We're seeing a lot of fans, a lot of players that are weighing in. So maybe we'll try to get some players in here to sort of share their thoughts. Once we actually see how everything shakes out as well. The one big uh, announcement that came from the team today is that the hounds have signed 17 year old Academy kid, Wyatt Borso, Uh, And it is their first ever USL Academy contract. So didn't want to let this go sort of unmentioned because this is something we've been calling for for years. Obviously, the Riverhounds Academy has been cranking out talent, uh, both on the girls' side and the guys' side. We've been saying the girls' side for a long time, and you're seeing that play out at the collegiate level. But now the guys are starting to catch up a little bit. This is a case where Wyatt was in the, I believe it was the Chicago Academy came over, spent a little bit of time with the Riverhounds Academy, and now they signed him to a pro deal as a 17-year-old. What are your thoughts, man? I mean, it's fantastic. This is what we want to see. We want to see young players coming from the academy. Now, like you said, it's a little bit weird because it's like, is it more the Chicago Academy product? or you know? But still, I mean, this is going through the academy system coming to the hounds directly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped, uh, you know, this happens a lot with uh, younger players that, you know, people kind of hype up a lot and like, you kind of like get to the point where it's like, mm, are they going to live up to that hype? This isn't even like a hype. Like I think he's going to be the best player on the team, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm just looking for the fact that he's, if he gets minutes and he's able to play with the team and like, you know, even if it's coming in as a sub or coming in on a weekend or a weekday game, like I want to see him get some minutes and uh, you know, I want to see where it goes from there. So yeah. I'm super pumped for it. This is what we need to see in the, you know, if we want a soccer pyramid in America, an academy system that the Hounds can actually use as a way to build talent for the first team. This is what we, we need to happen. Yeah. And it sounds like the way that it's structured and, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but he'll basically have a pro contract, but he doesn't lose his NCAA uh, uh, eligibility so that if he wants to go to college and play at some point, he can. Um, which has always been the big hurdle where like players have to typically they have to decide, do I want to go pro or do I want to go to college? And this sounds like it's a scenario where the opportunity is still there to go uh, pursue a college degree, which I think is fantastic. So yeah, hopefully just the first of many um, that we start to see come through that pipeline, which is great. Yeah. I'd be interested if we can get maybe um, try to think who we could get on maybe to talk about that type of situation, like how that system's working, it, it, you know, who implemented it like it was this like a nationwide thing or is this more of a hounds like like i just want to know more information about the whole system to get academy kids to play on pro teams but not lose their ability to play in college because that's that's important 
Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, and talking about why it just made me think of one other thing uh, about the conversation with Jordan. This is now the second or third person who's called out Louis Perez as like the right. player to watch for. So for those of you, you know, playing Riverhounds bingo at home while you're watching the show, uh, Louis Perez could be the one to watch as we head into the season. And obviously we have a lot of um, veterans that are going to be joining, as Jordan mentioned, um, that could make a big impact. But uh, we, we quasi speculated, you know, as we do every year, you know, could, could this player, could X player be the number 10 we've been looking for? Could Louis Perez be that number 10? So we'll have to have to sort of wait and see, but uh, exciting stuff nonetheless. So Josh, anything else uh, for this episode before we wrap things up here? We talk about uh, Vic uh, Grivitz, uh, Gregovitz, the we, new president. We did not. Yeah, no. Hounds have a new president. No longer is Tuffy the interim president for <laughs> interim like five president. years running. It's uh, we we actually have a president again. Uh, I mean, Tuffy was the president. They just called him interim president. But yeah, yeah. so it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, I haven't talked to him yet in person, uh, but. Uh, he's meeting up with the Steel Army here soon to talk to us a little bit, and so I'm looking forward to it. I just like the fact that you know he has a great pedigree. Looking at his uh, his whole resume, there he's he's been a, a, a lot of pro pro teams and going to bring a lot of experience. So I'm I have high hopes for what he can do for the front office. Yeah, for sure. We we've reached out to the uh, to the team to try to get more information about specific details of his role because. You know, like you said, Tuffy's been sort of the interim president forever, and Tuffy just sort of does everything. So how are you? How do you break that off? Um, it sounds like they're still sort of working that out and figuring that out. But uh, as soon as we know, we will let you guys know, and you know, we might try to get Vic on the show as well. So we sort of uh, we're we're trying to line up the the rest of the preseason. We've only got two shows left, and then we start regular season games, which is crazy. Um, it's happening. It's happening. It's, it's a real thing. So uh, definitely excited. Um, as we mentioned, next week, Danny Griffin is going to be joining us live at 7.30 p.m. So make sure that you send us your questions for him and uh, join us live. We'll put some of your comments on air. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to him. I think that Steve may have talked to him earlier in the offseason. Um, but, you know, Jordan saying that he's a, you know, genuinely nice guy and Jordan thinks nicer than Jordan, which, you know, that's, <laughs> that's that feels like that's, that's hard to beat. Um, so we'll, we'll find out for real next week when we talk to Danny Griffin. So, uh, looking forward to that. I think that's it for this one. So thank you everybody for joining. And thanks again, Jordan, for joining us. Uh, make sure you head over to mongols.com, click on the support show to uh, become a Patreon follower. Um, weekly reminder, black lives matter. I always like, this is just going to be a thing now. And it's, I'm sorry. Um, you know, cause I'm trying to juggle a couple of different things here, but thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL and US soccer and custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old cookie cutter template or custom get, but look, uh, completely custom. <laughs> looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult or even pro team. Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. Looking for more great USL news, head over to BGN.FM, where we've now got over 100 fans that are writing and podcasting at the beautiful game. Lots of great features that went up on the site this week. Go check them out at BGN.FM. Otherwise, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Later.